All right, Rad Dads, and we're back for another episode. I'm Rob. And I am Sal. And tonight we are going to be discussing... What are we discussing, Sal? How uh, parents fighting affects our kids. The effects of the empty discipline threats from parents. The effects on kids. And also... And we're all guilty of that. Yes. And also, are we or specifically me, doing my kids an injustice by not allowing video games in the house. I say yes. So I, I want to apologize or please excuse me because I sound a little nasally. I'm just getting over uh, a, a head cold, not the Delta variant or the uh, the Rona, but just, just a stupid Plastic summer. Plastic dividers cold. back up, folks. Plastic yeah. dividers back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what I have to deal with? I can't see Rob. Rob, what do you think? How, how does fighting between parents, how does that affect our kids? How does it affect our kids or does it? I, I would say first, let's say it will affect our kids. They notice when parents are fighting. But coming from a family where parents never fought, I think it's good and healthy that parents do fight in front of their kids. Uh, yes, because it's normal. First, first, I want to say thank you to, to my friend Brian, a uh, grammar school friend of mine. He actually was the one who uh, proposed this topic. Long-time listener? Yes. First-time caller? First-time oh, caller, long-time listener. Uh, Brian, thank you very much. Brian Lalavi is up in uh, Indiana. He is a... Um, that's an up. That's west. Well, yeah. He's in, and he's in Indiana. We're going to teach Pence, con- Pence Country. Tonight. He's in Pence Country. <laughs> he is a uh, automotive engineer. Oh. No, locomotive engineer, not automotive. <laughs> locomotive. He drives a train. So he, he was the one that suggested the topic, and I, and I think it's an important topic. I think it's an important topic. I don't know if we can do it justice. I think we can talk about how it impacts our children. I will say that me and my wife don't hide our fights from <laughs> our kids. Um, and I think that's, that's key. You need to know that everything's not always okay. There's not. You're going to have discussions, and my wife's very good at explaining this, is that Listen, mom and dad will, will fight and, you know, we'll, we'll figure it out. And, you know, it's it's part of life, right? You, you, life's not easy peasy. You're going to run up into against the obstacles in, in your job, in your personal life, everything. So in order to bypass them and, and figure out and navigate those waters, you need to understand that that will happen. And it happens with your parents. It's going to happen with your personal relationships. Well, I, I think it's just as important to, to have our kids see us fight as it is to show them that we make up. Now my kids are a lot more mature. They understand things. So the last time my wife and I fought, it was pretty nasty. When me and my wife fight, it, it, it's nasty. Well, well, your fights are a little bit different. Your fights go on for days. Yes. Mine are over in like 30 minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, mine lasts, ours last for a bit. I've heard about these Minervini fights. So my middle daughter was so upset she knew that everybody knew we were fighting she was crying she goes are you you and mommy getting divorced I was like no we're, we're not getting divorced I explained to her I said mom and dad their majority of the time we don't fight we talk we communicate we talk to through through things we agree we disagree on things and then sometimes we just get to a point where we both are angry at each other, but we still love each other. Not we're, and I told my daughter, I said, 
mommy's stuck with me for life, whether she likes it or not. We stood up on that altar and signed a contract in, in front of the man above. There's no, uh, there's no exit plan here. And uh, so I, I explained to her that, that it's normal for mom and dads to fight, and, but we also eventually make up. We, we talk out our differences and, and we, we come to an agreement and we kiss and make up. Now, I hope you don't do the makeup in front of your kids. No, 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 no. Make, right. <laughs> makeup sex is the best. <laughs> a disagreement, which I feel like happens almost on a daily basis, is not really. I think a fight you're talking about. Your a fight you're talking about is something much more substantial, much uh, something with much more substance. Yes, it's not just a, a quibble and okay, you disagree with me and screw you. No, no. It's more anger. It's more yeah, steam yeah. coming out of the ears. It's more, fuck you, you're an asshole, and blah, 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 you know, all the good stuff. I can say, honestly, we, since COVID, I will say, that has not, well, at least from my side, has not happened. I'm pretty sure I irritate the fuck out of my wife at times. <laughs> but I will say, since COVID's happened and I've been home and around my wife and my kids a lot more, I can't even. I can't even tell you. I feel like I've gotten infuriated to that point. There's plenty of times where, since I've been home so much, it's like, oh man, like you don't get a break here. And like, you know, I go from working, and right now we're in the middle of moving, and I'm working at the kitchen table. Is that why you're always asking to record at my house? We'll squabble on almost a daily basis, and my kids are like, "Can you stop fighting? Can you stop fighting?" And that's when you realize, hey, listen, maybe. You need to take a different approach and maybe you shouldn't be so stubborn and maybe you should kind of see the other person's point of view. So you're not constantly battling in a day in day out perspective with, with your significant other, because it does impact your kids. Your kids are like, what the hell's going on? Right. Like, is that how relationships work? No, it's not. It's your dad's stubborn. Your mom's stubborn. They're both stubborn. Dad's being a Richard. Yeah. I used to have that shirt. (laughs) I had to throw it out because I couldn't believe my mom bought it for me. Yes. My mom bought it for me. So it's one of those things where, you know, it's a no-win situation if you're constantly fighting and you're constantly bickering. And, you know, there's plenty of days where, you know, you go through and and there's no fights. You're at work. You come home. Dinner's on the table. The kids are in bed. You go to sleep. Like, great. But that's just going through the motions. That's just, you know, that's not living. That's not, you know, living with your significant other engaging people and being involved in your kid's life and your wife's life that or your significant other's life that's really what's what's going to resonate and you know there are going to be arguments there are going to be disagreements but those don't have to come out to you know no holds bar drag them out you fist know. to cuff if it comes fist to cuffs that, that you got some major issues there if you get to a point where where, where you're standing back and, and you're you're realizing that you know you and your significant other partner, what have you, are constantly fighting, then, I, yes, I suggest what you said. Just take a step back and look at the bigger picture and, and try to understand the situation, why it's happening. It, could it be that, you know, people that, that are that spent a lot more time with their partner during COVID, they, they really understood their personality. They really got to see who that person is or, or yeah, who that person is. So how many, let me ask you this. How many people do you think really lived with their significant other either before or, or after they got married? 
to the way we have over the past 18 months. I know it's common that people live with their partner prior to getting married. Sinners. <laughs> In my family, that would be shit. If I ever told my parents I was moving out to live with my girlfriend, they'd shoot me. It's the old, the old uh, Italian the old mentality. School. Yeah. There was none of that. I mean, we did, we did but... I'm surprised my father-in-law didn't shoot me. You ain't leaving this house until you're married. I, I couldn't even go away to college. There was even... When I started traveling with my girlfriend... Okay, my- I got to tell you the story. And, and I'm really embarrassed I'm going to tell this. I'm just hoping the people who I know listen all the time don't listen to this little <laughs> segment. So you can tune out here. When I went to college... So I went to Drexel University in, in West Philly. University City, but it's really West Philly. My parents came and dropped me off, and I was in Calhoun Hall, which is like a horseshoe. has nothing to do with the story, but they packed up everything. So one of the things that my mom packed up, you know, was this, one of the things they recommended was a, like, um, like a cabinet, like, but, but they were plastic. They were plastic. You could see through them, right? So there was like a three-tier, and, and as part of, you know, philanthropy, there were some, like, uh, Greeks and helping out move, moving in the freshmen. So the one guy picks it up and he looks at it. He goes, ah, you came prepared. And I'm like, what do you mean? And I look in it and there's, there's a box of Trojans in there. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I'm fucking beyond embarrassed. And I like, and I can't turn around because my mom's right behind me. My dad's right behind me. And I'm like, holy fuck, my mom packed condoms in for college. Oh, my God. I was like, uh, she wanted to make sure you were protected. I mean, yeah, you're going to West Philly. You got to make sure you're protected. So I... I oh, mean, that's hysterical. Oh I my couldn't God. believe it. But back, yeah, back to the topic. Uh, I think it's normal to fight, but I also think that if you're constantly fighting, you, you should really take a step back and look at the big picture and, and try and figure out why you guys are constantly fighting, whether it be you or your partner, and maybe seek seek some counseling because it, it, it's definitely not. I was going to ask that. So when do you think is the right time to seek counseling? I think when you come to the point when you acknowledge that you guys, you and your partner are constantly fighting and it, and it's beginning to affect your child or children uh, um, emotionally. I think when it gets to that point, you should actually seek and try and work things out. Do it, you know, do it for the best interest of the kids. What, what do you think? When, when do you think that they should? I think that's a fair assessment. My wife's a mental therapist. So if we were in a situation where we felt that we would benefit from therapy, I think we would do it. And I believe in, in her profession. And I believe in what she does. And if she felt that, hey, I think we should go to therapy, I think it will benefit us. I think it's important that you get a third party. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. To like, listen and give their perspective. Fuck their perspective. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is if she felt that it, that we needed that third party, I would listen to her because she'll know better than sure. I will. I will say, all right, let's go do it because it's going to only benefit us. And to be honest, you know, part of the thing that we're trying to do too is being that outlet. You know, we, we want dads to listen to us and married couples to listen to us to understand the dad perspective and understand what, you know, what's going on in our minds and really to be an outlet for fathers. And that's, that's the overarching, you know, thing we're trying to do, right? It's, we're going to go even deeper into that and other things we're, we're pursuing. But for me, you know, therapy is, is something that like uh, couples therapy is much different than what we're offering. Right. Is that it's something you're doing together with your spouse and you're really working through those issues, right? Our, our fatherhood outlet 
is really just about, you know, dad being able to, you know, kind of blow off steam or, you know, listen to other dads and hear what they have to say, right? We're interviewing dads because we want to give different perspectives than the two of ours, right? We've right. interviewed personality people. We've interviewed COOs. We've interviewed um, psychiatrists, like pretty significant people in, in this world. And, and we're doing that for the benefit of other fathers. And hopefully we can, we can put something together that will be even more beneficial in the future. Yes. But, but seek, look for that help. It's, I mean, it's not a sign of weakness. Get a third party perspective. Um, cause you have one way of looking at things. Your, your partner has one way of looking at things and both of you may seem that, uh, you, you know, you're right. It, it, it's trust me, it, 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 for the benefit of the kids, if you're going through it, just I, I would I would seek go go to a therapist, work it out. I agree. And but then, also so, explain it to the kids that you know the mom and dad do fight, but we also do make up. No, I think that's fair. I think you have to you have to call that out. That you know they're you know parents are going to fight and they're going to make up, but that's how relationships work. Regardless yes. if you're married or dating or, you know, you're going to go through fights and, you know, your kids are going to have relationships. So you want to set a good example, but at the same point, you want to be, you want to give them the reality of the situation. Yeah. And speaking, staying on that topic with about kids, talking about our next topic is the empty uh, discipline threats. Where'd you get this? Is this from your buddy too? No, is this no, you no, no, adding no. into this? I was just laying in bed last night and I, I thought of this and what i mean by empty discipline threats is if you're if your child is misbehaving and you said if you don't stop you're going to go in time out your child continues to do that and then it'll go in time out that's that's the empty discipline threats are you guilty of this no what I, I, we've been places right where i've taken my children out of a gathering i sat them down i said you don't move until i say so you still use timeout even at their age? I haven't as of as of late, but I've had I've I've taken my kids out of a situation where I told them to sit down. You're acting a fool and we don't act this way. So you're gonna you're gonna get up in front of the people that we are with and you're gonna go put yourself over there. Yeah, they, they were pissed off and they didn't like it, but after that they understand. I, I, I can't tell you how many they're going to Disney. All the parents I hear, if you don't stop, you know, you're not going to get this or you're not going to get ice cream. And it's, it's like, it's crazy. I think you, a lot you, of parents, including myself, are guilty of it is, you know, you get in the situation where like, if you don't stop, you're going to, I'm going to take away your iPad. Uh, 10 minutes later, they're on their iPad. What we've done is put time limits on the iPad and ask my wife not to, since she controls it, not to give them extra time because they have other devices. They have the TV, they have their xbox they have their computer like i don't want them on their device all the time and i and i really hate youtube like i think youtube is just a waste of time it's it's trash but those empty threats just becomes noise to them they know if they keep doing it you're not gonna if it's just continued empty threats they're just gonna keep doing it yeah i have another topic that i think will play into this but i think we need to do another episode on it but it is more on the discipline aspect and and your aspect and and your opinion and my opinion and you know i've talked to other fathers who have a much different opinion than mine but i think a lot of us are guilty of you know putting the putting the threat out there my kids still react to it right they, they still do react to you know if i threaten they'll they're cor course correct 
But at the same point, sometimes they don't. And then sometimes they call your bluff and you're like, all right, <laughs> give me your, give me your iPad. Give me your, give me your, uh, your laptop. You know, I'm going to take it away because that's what you value most. Oh no, dad, I don't. Okay. One we'll, thing. We'll, we'll see when tomorrow, when you're crying, when you don't have it. One thing I hate is if we go out to dinner, I have two phones. I have a personal and I have a work phone. My oldest daughter has her phone. If we sit down and I see her on her phone, I tell her, put it away. Have a conversation with your sisters. And then my other daughters, daddy, can I have your phone? They know they don't go on my phone. They go to my wife. I said, no, we're going to sit here and we're going to talk. We're not going to go on electronic devices. There's plenty of electronic devices time when you get home or tomorrow. But we're going to sit here and have a conversation. And I mean, I know our, our, we spoke brief about the empty discipline threats. And I, I think that, you know, most parents should follow through because it eventually becomes noise. But now we're talking about <clears throat> the electronic devices. And does it become, am I doing an injustice by extremely limiting the amount of time my kids are on their devices? Even, I mean, there's no video games in my house. What are your thoughts? But do your kids like video games? If I had them, I'm sure they would play. I mean, they like Among Us. They play Among Us. But didn't you shut down one of their video games? Which one was it? Uh, because someone was talking to them. Like, yes. With I, Fortnite I or something like that. It wasn't Fortnite. It was something, no, it was something, it was something else. else. Yeah. So, listen, I let my kids play video games, but it comes in waves. So, the, my, my problem is I have three kids. Most games, two players. I wanted to omit the constant fight. It's my turn. 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 You played. You played. You played. It's my turn. Because I got three girls. You got, died. It's I my turn. I got a solution for you. Buy them all switches. No. No, thanks. Why? They got their, their own computers. They, they play Among Us. They, they watch Gotcha Life. and Buy them switches and buy them Mario Kart. Buy them one or two games. It's not expensive. And then, honestly, if they're actually into video... So, I think it's it's two things. One, not all kids are into video games. And if they are, great. My kids are into video games. That's what they like to do. But now that my older guy is getting more into soccer, he's less into video games. So, you know... That's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing. But he, he will play Fortnite. But I haven't seen him play Fortnite in a month, maybe. Like He's, he's not playing it regularly. Like, whereas... You know, six months ago he was playing it. Every, he would play it every day, but every week. So my now my younger guy's playing more Minecraft, which he's never played Minecraft before because he was trying to keep up with his brother. <laughs> so you know, it, it's just interesting because it ebbs and flows. And even if you think about, I know you didn't play video games, but me growing up, as you go from one game to another, you lose interest. Like yes. at least I do. I, I have a very short attention span when it comes to video games. I'll play it for you know, maybe a month long, but if it's the same repetitive activity, it has no interest to me. I like even movies and shows, I'll watch them once and that's it because how my mind works is that it entertains me. But then once I go through that activity, if I watch it again, I know exactly what's going to happen. So I'm not entertained anymore. I'm the, I'm the same way. I know people that can watch the same movie hundreds of times. I watched the movie once and I'm good. There's a handful of movies I can watch the same over and over and not over and over. I can watch multiple times. 
National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. <laughs> that is one of them, actually. Now that you say that, I, I mean that's just entertaining. But I mean some some comedies you can, yeah, right. And I think like some of like the epic movies, I would say, like Lord of the Rings is it's pretty epic and it's, it's in- interesting, especially as my kids become come to an age where they can start watching these things. Not just yet, but in a couple of years, I'll probably watch it again with them. Harry Potter, I don't know. It has rewatchability. I don't even understand how. It's just you could watch it over and yeah, over. Yeah, I, I watched every the whole Harry Potter thing a few years ago with the kids. And and for me, anything that that my kids and I can watch together is important. As long as it's not some bogus cartoon, I don't really want to watch that. And like some of the stuff they watch, I just like no, it ain't happening. No Peppa Pig. No, definitely <laughs> not Peppa Pig. I, I told you before we recorded. My kids and the family and I, we just got into uh, all the Marvel movies. Uh, we we want to watch them in sequential order. Started with uh, Captain America, went to Captain Marvel. Uh, the other night, we, we made it to uh, Iron Man 3. So awesome. they're super excited. You know, I was looking, some of the online uh, um, timelines, they show the Hulk. Yeah. So I have Disney Plus. Disney Plus didn't show the Hulk. I was like, why... Isn't it showing the Hulk? Every other timeline online shows the Hulk. Yeah. As being Disney does not own Hulk. Universal Studios does. No way, really? Yeah. So oh, that's like, interesting. Ah, so we had to rent Hulk. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And then uh and then watch uh so it was Hulk, I think Iron Man two, the Avengers, and then Iron Man three. How are they able to put Hulk then in the Avengers? I don't know. They must be pay- paying something. Well, oh, I'm sure. I'm so, sure they are. So I think, at least in my in my mind, I open up video games in, in my house. I also played video games my whole life. So I understand the, the interest. But if your girls aren't interested, then I don't think you're missing out. Yeah, the kids talk about it. They talk about it a lot. But then again, like if I look at my, my older son, He's not playing Fortnite anymore. And I know they talk about Fortnite all the time. It's like, dude, I got Xbox at my house. Yeah. Right. That my wife bought when Rock Band was all the rage. Yep. She, I think, I don't know, it was birthday or Christmas. Almost a thousand bucks on Xbox and Rock Band and everything. Yeah. And I played it for a bit and that was it. And I still have it in my house now. It's not connected. My sister gave me PlayStation and I used to use it as a DVD player. Don't play games on it. Someone actually hijacked my credit card and ordered a PS4 and they shipped it to my house. I have a PS4 at my house. I feel, I don't know if I'm doing an injustice to my kids because when it comes to a social, the social aspect and, and their friends start talking about video games, you know, they, 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 they're left out. They but are like, they interested in it? I don't know because they, I don't have them. So I, I, I'm sure if I bought them, I would ask. I would ask a leading question and be like, "Hey, you know, I know your your friends, you know, talk about video games and they talk about Fortnite and they talk about whatever, but are are you interested in that? Do you do you care? Because yeah, the social aspects there, but if they're not interested, it doesn't matter. You, you know what I mean? Like, I know when my one daughter goes to her friend's house, she her her, her friend plays video games. And my daughter joins in and she plays. So I, I mean, know. I've been asked multiple times. To download certain games and, and, and what have you. But I continue to say no. Because yes, the one time, I forget what game it was. Someone started chatting with them. And I was like, nope, done. Sorry. I think total 
restriction of anything is not good. So in my mind, like you have to open it up to them because you never know. I mean, listen, kids are getting scholarships for playing video games right now. So, and we talked about that with Christine, right? Where, you know, esports. Yeah. You never know where, where kids skill sets are going to lie. You know, it's not going to be identical to where their parents are. It's interesting to say the least, but if they show interest for, for me, if there's an interest, and it's not detrimental to their health or, you know, to their, to them socializing or no, but see, to their school. My issue is that's more time sitting in front of the TV than they can be outside playing together. You know, like. I don't disagree, but I also think that you just limit it. It's, it's not, it can't be all or nothing. So you can't be outside. I have a redhead. A redhead does not stay outside longer than an hour. <laughs> And it's reality. And listen, my wife's a redhead for anybody who doesn't know. And my, my younger son's a redhead. And the reality is they don't stay outside long. It's fair skin, man. Like it's my wife gets really overheated and, and it's not just the fair skin. It's just how their bodies operate. It's like she hates, she's a liver block from the beach. She hates going to the beach. She hates the heat. Get out of here. No, I still love going down there. But it's the same thing with my my younger son. He gets overheated really quick. He's you know we were outside the last weekend. He's we we're outside for an hour, maybe two hours, and his friend was outside. He's like, Dad, I just gotta go inside. I I'm hot, and I'm like, and I'm looking at him. And I was like, and I could tell, like you, you could tell, he's like flushed, and he's like, he's he's really like you know he's sweating and he's overheated. And I was like, go get some water. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, I need to go inside. And I was like, <laughs> all right, just go inside then to his friend i was like hey he's gotta go inside for a little bit you know we'll be back out later it stinks but the reality is is kids aren't gonna be outside all day long i would i remember when we were kids i was outside all the time morning till night yeah morning till night but that's not the real like these kids are growing up in such a different era that that's just not reality and and they have so much information at their fingertips and and the majority of it is what they're listening to and watching is bullshit yep but I'd rather them be playing video games than watching YouTube. Is it bullshit or misinformation? Which one is it? It's bullshit. Okay. I mean, some of the stuff my my son was actually watching this morning, yesterday morning, was actually pretty cool. It was like watching some like Fisher guy go out and he's like, I do these fast and I fast for 48 hours and I only eat what I catch and he fried up a bluegill and like. Wow. Yeah. And he has this little like nature pan with like a butane burner like literally what it looked like and he like descaled yeah he descaled the bluegill and i mean the bluegill was like this big like as big as the pan and just descaled it and put like a dobo on it and ate it and i was like jesus we're like all right roughing it you're, huh? you're good man he's like i'm so hungry and i was like i'm not <laughs> even gonna I'm not even gonna like fillet the fish and i was like he's like crispy skin and i was like well i was like okay you can fillet it, bud. Like, you know, I go all... He's got the adobo on there. It's yeah, got flavor. It's all good. What's our dad lesson for tonight? Well, before we get to the dad lesson, just recap how parents... Uh, fighting between parents can affect you, the children. Um, I, I highly recommend just you know, having a conversation with your child or your kids, explaining to them, you know, mom and dad, it's normal that mom and dad fight. We're not separating. But understand that our kids do acknowledge and see and hear that the arguments are going on. And if it's constant, it could potentially affect them. The effects of the empty, empty discipline threats, where you constantly tell your kid you're going to do something if they do something wrong and you do nothing, 
it just becomes noise to them, background noise, and they continue to do. Yeah, it's just going to undermine your authority. So, parents, you know, you do fall into that hole, but it will undermine your authority. So, try to really prohibit doing that. It'll only benefit you. We uh, just to circle back on that. We actually, my one daughter was misbehaving. I mean, really misbehaving. And we told her if you you continue, we were going we, we were going somewhere. We said if you continue to misbehave, we're leaving you here with your with your grandmother. We left her. We left her. She cried. You know, according to my mother in law, she cried for about twenty minutes. But then that was it. But then she understood. Yeah. The empty uh, the discipline threats. I, I, you know, you got to stand your ground because then they, they just uh, they're just going to walk all over you. And then uh, you know the injustice of possibly uh, limiting or no uh, games for your kids. Does does it affect them uh, via social uh, the, the social aspect? But the uh, dad lesson for this evening is uh, mistakes are always forgivable. If you have the courage to admit it. So man up, admit you were wrong, and move on. There's nothing wrong with owning your mistake or owning something you did wrong. And now to the favorite part of the night. It's been a while. It has been a while. So it's been a while since we've live recorded. Yes. Tonight we are tasting Four Roses Single Barrel Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. What does that say? Hold on. I gotta gotta get my glasses on. Get your cheaters on. Distilled and aged by Four Roses Distillery, LLC, in Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Sal, take us through. Yes. So, uh, as uh, Rob mentioned, uh, it, distillery is Four Roses. It is a uh, Kentucky straight bourbon. Proof is 100 proof, which is 50% alcohol by volume. Age is minimum of seven to nine years. Filtration is undisclosed. The batch size is a small batch. No, I'm sorry, single barrel. I don't know what the, the, the batch size is. Awards. Uh, mash bill is undisclosed. Awards. 2018 San Francisco Spirit Competition. Uh, they got the gold. 2016, they got a double gold at, for best single barrel bourbon. Best bourbon at the uh, San Francisco uh, World Spirit Competition as well. They also got gold medals uh, 2014, 2012, 2010, and 2009. So the uh, Four Roses have, has been around quite a bit and, and it's gotten uh, quite a bit of accolades. <clears throat> Color is amber. Price point is 40 to $60, depending on where you are. If you're paying $60 for it, you're most likely getting ripped off. Um, nose and aroma. Even through my uh, congestion here and my... Uh, cold um i'm getting the uh, caramel and the third glass third glass i'm getting cinnamon oak and some rye rye spice for those of you who don't know what our third glass is we do a third glass method listen to previous episodes on what we do with our third glass uh tasting notes i get caramel the rye spice comes through a little bit finish um slight burn overall i'm gonna say it's an easy sipper throw uh throw an ice cube in there uh, definitely uh, mellow out we we taste all our bourbon neat i'm going to give this over to rob wow and he can do that. his uh so i'm looking at the ratings <laughs> that that we've given in the past and i was just curious <coughs> did we really drink a blood oath pack number three yes that's amazing joe he brought a blood oath pack, pack three. three. Yes, Joe brought that over. Do you still have that at your house, or did you drink it all? 
No, I still have it. Oh. He's giving it out in droplets. <laughs> okay. So I was just looking at the past rating. This is probably one of my favorite bourbons. There's one other that, that I like just as much, but I don't drink it as much because it's very hard to find. The aroma is great. I, I love the aroma. I, the taste is superb. The price for me is, is perfect. So I, for me, I would say the price is a 3 I think this is a this is about a $50 bottle where I live. I'd pay $50 anytime. You've heard me say in the past that, you know, for other $50 bottles, well, I, I always, my benchmark is this bottle against other $50 bottles. The taste is, is a straight out 3 It's It's superb. I, I love the taste of it. It could be your everyday sipper if you wanted it to be. Um, it's definitely a shelf staple for me. Now, the aroma, I feel like the aroma is a little bit, it's not as unique as some others. Um, so, I, I, actually, this is where I'm going to give it a two. I'm not going to give it the full three. Um, so, that's uh, I, I give it a three in, in price, a three in taste, and a two in, in aroma. But I am going to throw it a 0.5 because looking back on some other ratings, I felt this is this supersedes a lot of the other stuff that we've tasted. The only other, I've only given two Eidos. One was Blood Oath Pack Number 3 and one was Blade and & Bow. And while I very much like Blade and Bow, Blade and Bow versus Four Roses single barrel, I'm probably taking Four Roses single barrel every day of the week. Wow! So I'm going. I'm going my highest ratings ever, eight five. Holy Gross. shit! Hold on to your saddlebags, people. Eight five for Four Roses. There we go. Wow, Rob, you- that's um. I enjoy it. I don't enjoy it as much as you do. Yes, I'm going to say it's an easy sipper and, and definitely a shelf stable, especially for the price point. But I'm going to give it a, um, I'm going to give it a 7-0. 7-0. 7-0, yeah. 7-0. That, so that, that uh, if you if you like bourbon, single barrels, Four Roses, highly recommended. You know, 8-5 with Rob and 7-0 for me. So yeah, easy sipper and shelf staple. Still uh, in shock. Sorry, hold on. Give me a second. All right, I'm back. <laughs> Seven zero. Seven zero. Yes, that concludes our episode. Sal's obviously influenced by whatever disease he has right now behind the glass. You know what? It's 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 very possible that uh that my my nasal congestion here is is affecting my. uh, Just want to say, you give it the same rating as you gave Redwood Empire the Lost Monarch. Uh, Yeah, well, I see that as well as uh, as a bunch like seven zero is your like default. I feel like yeah, looks like. I don't know. I'm just looking at the statistics here. I need to be I'm gi- wowed. I'm giving, I'm giving him hell. Look, I need to be wowed to get over seven. <coughs> I mean, you give Missioners and Peerless over seven. So, and Old Pogue, but Old Pogue deserves over seven. It's good stuff. Yeah, it is really good. To be fair, I'm biased. This is probably one of my favorites. There's only one other one, and you know what the other one is, that I don't even want to rate because it's just unfair for me to rate that. Dickle. <laughs> not a dickle. But this is... The more I drink it, the more I like it, and the better I think it tastes. And I and I don't mean just one bottle. I mean, I'll probably buy. You see, there's a quarter bottle left. I'm probably gonna go buy another bottle of this soon look, because it's it's one of those ones that I could just open up anytime, and I feel like it's great for the price. You can't beat it. I, yeah. And you, I feel the same way for Buffalo Trace. For bu- Buffalo Trace is thirty bucks. Exactly, can't yeah. beat it. And I'll, I'll 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 drink it every day. That that's in my cabinet too. 
I need I need another Magnum bottle. <laughs> but but you gave a four nine on that one. You know that right? On Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Or is that a misprint? On That's this? definitely got to be a misprint. I didn't give Buffalo Trace a four nine. You gave Blade and Bow a five seven. Well, that concludes our episode for this evening. I I thank everybody for tuning in and joining us for another episode of the Rad Dads podcast. But we kindly ask that you please uh, share this with your friends, colleagues, family. Leave us uh, leave us some feedback. Uh, we keep doing this because of you guys. Um, we love doing this. Bob and I are having fun. Till next time.